Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boys. So cool. So cool. So cool. Oh, she's cool boys. And that's when her pussy got super fucking wet. Fuck her right in the pussy. And you me tell you, that's the trick. Ooh. So what is everyone drinking tonight? In honor of tonight's very, very, very fucking special episode, I am drinking an extra dry, because I couldn't find medium vermouth, vodka martini, shaken improperly and not stirred, with a lemon wedge, lemon peel, got the lemon peel, got the olives. Hey, was that a Vesper? No. Vesper is uh, something kind of lilette. Uh, it's not a, it's a wine instead of vermouth, and it's gin, Gordon's gin specifically. Because uh, Bond grew up poor. It's a cheap gin. Wow. And mm. Holy, what are you drinking? That's fucking good. In honor of James Bond, I am drinking one of his favorite Scottish whiskeys, McCullen 18. Wow. Very cool. This is really good. Well, I am drinking. So I guess for a little quick uh, story for my drink. So I literally just moved um, and have come into my uh, new place and left in my new place was a whole bunch of beer and alcohol and uh, soft drinks and water, which was great. Like the people before us, they left us a whole bunch of alcohol, uh, like moonshine and all kinds of other great stuff to try. But one thing I saw in the cupboard <laughs> was a completely unlabeled beer. And all it says on the cap is C IPA. And I'm taking that C as a sign of Connery reach and because <laughs> it's an unlabeled beer or it's Craig. a mystery beer so like similar to the our man of mystery so right. i'm cracking this bad boy open and let's taste it and see if i get fucking drunk or sick you better give that a good sniff before Holy you put that shit. in your mouth <laughs> it's, it's going everywhere wow that's like a peter north style oh he's got uh, all a, over he's got the, a... all all over the new desk and we lost ballard Did you get that reference peter north i think everyone got that reference comes everywhere does All he right. come everywhere though? He seems like a very precise comer. Like he is, no, he, he is right on the face. He's he's not one of those guys that shoots his first shot like three feet past the girl's head, and then there's just a mess somewhere. My, one of my favorite scenes of his is with Brandy Love, just because it ends. Uh, I like her a lot, and uh, oh no, Brandy oh, Anderson. Do you like and, Brandy Love? I don't recall you ever mentioning that ever. I do like Brandy Love. I like Brandy Anderson, <laughs> who's actually who I was talking about, and she's also on my list. Uh, but uh, no, he he tries to come on her, and there's like a couch behind her, and it just shoots directly over her head onto the couch like a goddamn magic trick. What oh, really? Stand corrected. Peter Peter North missed. He still got more on her face uh, than a normal porn star would manage to, even though it was only like a third of his fucking full volume. Well, talking about on the face, that's where this beer will end up in a second as I taste and test out this mystery beer. Very excited about it. Sea beer. Could this be Coors? I have no idea what this is. It tastes very old. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> It's, it's probably their homemade beer that's a piece of oh shit. Oh my god, it is an old IPA. <laughs> I don't think you should you shouldn't it, drink it, dude. It, it honestly it has like that IPA like uh, uh, bite tanginess, but it's um it tastes a lot like a natty ice. So does it have a, like a bitter cocaine aftertaste? Because the C could stand for the cocaine that has been laced in that beer. I, I'm sensing uh, numbness actually on my tongue Ooh. right now and running down my throat. Mm, Perfect throat. for some deep throats. Oh, I'm going to keep bounding this thing, by the way. And I'm you're just going to have to make my way through it. But You're a brave man. 
Let's just go for oh it. Oh my right. god, this is really brutal. <laughs> just stop. No, I can't. It's the Irish in me. I can't quit. Mm. Greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. I am Felk. And I'm Ballard. And I am Nolan. Nolan, Nolan. So cool. Just say, ah. Uh. <laughs> Tonight, as this is a special episode of the Cool Boys Podcast. Oh, God. We are going to forego with our very it's so special. so sour. My fucking cheeks are fucking like sucking into the middle of my goddamn mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get sick, dude. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm serious. My cheeks are like. Ah, uh, wow. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So stop drinking it. <laughs> it would be my. I will not finish. I will finish this. I will finish this before we are done with updates. <laughs> uh, we don't have updates. Yep, that's right, buddy. I'm going to pound this shit. All right. So I got one quick update I want to mention. So LGBT was our last episode. LGBT and several other letters. And I want to say after listening to it back and thinking about it over the last week, I got to say that I think I might be pansexual because I will seriously fuck like a cheeseburger or a slice of pizza if I could. Or even like, you know, a fucking like a really nice, like, you know, fucking dolphin even. Have you ever had sex with a man? No, but, I'll, but I'm, I'm willing to maybe think about other things. And I've, I've, I've fucked some random things in my life. So it's very possible. I'm, I'm, I may or may not have fucked an Alfredo bottle for all I know. An Alfredo sauce bottle. So I might be pansexual, but the other thing I wanted to mention that I could feel like I could be easily is other kin. Because I definitely want to be some type of sea creature like a shark or a dolphin or a baleen whale. I would love to fucking become a dolphin. And it reminds me a lot of South Park's episode where Stan Marsh, is uh, his dad, Randy, wants to become a dolphin as well. It's Kyle's I, dad. I, is it Kyle's dad? I yeah, thought it's it was Kyle's Stan. dad. Oh, so it's, um, fuck, whatever his I name is. I can't remember is. his name. That's such a great fucking episode, and that really brings a great point to the whole transgender thing, but I really would want to be a fucking dolphin. Like, I would fucking, I would have no problem becoming a dolphin if that, if that surgery existed. So, I hope you're right, Felk, with the last uh, episode. If that is the next big thing, I will, I'll, I might have to dive into that. Uh, yeah, and you don't yeah. really get what pansexual means, I think. Nope, I'm still. <laughs> but I, I, I don't really want to explain it, because I, I do not want to spend another minute on that subject. No, 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 I agree. I, I want to congratulate any of our listeners who are still listening to us after the last episode. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people could just pass that one if they wanted to. So tonight, as this is a special episode of the Cool Boys podcast, we have a very short update section there. And to just get right into our Cool Boys show topic. The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only James Bond, part one. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gay. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. There you go. That's a nice one. Little quick update. I'm almost done with this really horrible mystery beer. I didn't complete it before my updates was over, but I'll get to it now. I believe in you. You can do it. All right, Cool Boy Nation, Ballard has prepared a very long script for me again, one which I have not read or seen before. So I like please, these cold reads. I think they're fun. Yeah, I like the cold reads too. So please bear with me as I screw up and lumber through this paragraph. I'm sure there's great content in this. I'm sure. I'm but you'll sure probably fuck up all the comedic timing I wrote. I will. <laughs> I will. Are you ready for it? Do it, big guy. This episode will be part one of two of our show topic, The James Bond, or The James Bond. 
James Bond is a walking boner that is licensed to kill, fuck, speed, gamble, and just a general CBA. Cool boy antics? Yeah. Okay. James Bond, the hottest fucking British secret agent man ever, was created in 1953 by author Ian Fleming. Ian wrote 14 novels about the man above men, and Bond would go on to star in 25 more books. But most importantly, Jimmy B showed us his real <laughs> prowess in class in 1962 when he would star in his first film, Dr. No. He would go on to officially be the exceptional specimen of mankind for a total of 24 <clears throat> films, and with no end in sight, Bond was an amalgamation. Amalgamation. <laughs> amalgamation. Bond was, Bond was an amalgamation. Amalgamation. Um, yeah. Bond was an amalgamation of several special ops, commandos, spies, and true motherfucking badasses that Ian Fleming had met in his time in World War II. So it would only be fitting for 007 to go on and be portrayed by six different imposing picturesque models of the perfect gentleman on film, not counting David Niven in the comedy Casino Royale. And all would become instant sex symbols. Women would become immediately fertile when in the presence of these hunks. It got so bad, especially when Roger Moore was born, that the CDC had to release a special alert to women in public to be careful of Roger and his magnetic sex appeal that was more potent than pure adrenaline and tastier than pepper jack cheese. All the chaps that would play Bond would all encounter similar quarantines, but nothing like the more ovarian con contagion of 1973. Well, let's stop our tonguing and get into some real fucking and penetrate the show topic and fill it up with our top 10 Bond films of all time. Woo, Jesus, way dude. to go. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I write some, uh, some wonderful scripts. Well, let's, let's get uh, into let's... the show topic then, guys. Okay, so our first 007 experience. I want to know all three of our first 007 experiences because something had to start off our love affair with James Bond. And I am curious what your guys is, and I'll just start off with what mine was. My father uh, was a huge fan of James Bond and had a VHS called Goldfinger. My dad, I'm pretty sure my dad thought Goldfinger was a child's movie, um, even though he, I'm pretty sure he had seen it many times before he showed it to me. And uh, it, it, it was incredible. It was boring at times, of, of course, to a kid that was like six but it was still an incredible experience, and I remember I saw something important that day, that I was I was seeing a real man, I was seeing this this epitome of of men and uh, and everything a man could be, and I was just so excited, and I think from that point on I was just a huge Bond fan. I for, I, I can't uh, recall the first moment that I saw Bond. I do know when I would go to the video store as a kid, I would see those old school vintage uh, you know cover arts on the boxes, and I was like, what All the fuck the is that? And, stuff? and my dad would be like, that's James Bond. So I knew of the character. I don't know when I first saw a movie, but I, I think I definitely saw Connery first. And it must have been something like either Goldfinger or Thunderball that someone put on or it was playing on cable on one of those marathons. And, you know, I was completely blown away. Thunderball the gadgets, is an the, incredible end sequence. Yeah, that the would gadgets, be the girls, uh, the cars, everything as a kid totally turned me on to him. And uh, I think the first Bond I saw in theaters was Goldeneye. And at that point, like, you know, he was cemented in my brain as the top man. Hmm. Absolutely. No question. Doc, how about you? My first Bond would be would have been on the greatest uh, video format of all time, Beta. And it began because my dad was somewhat of a fan of uh, James Bond. And I have no idea how old I was, probably four or something. And I saw the cover of it. And I, th I think the cover of this specific Bond movie was how I first figured out that, that women don't have penises. There's something different going on there because the cover depicts James Bond posing all cool right between the legs 
of a hot ass ladies with her ass showing. That's uh, for yeah. your eyes only. That's the, one of the best posters of Bond. Yeah, and my dad's like, "Watch this! This guy he flies a helicopter through a building." And I, I guess at that age, I knew what a helicopter in a building were. I thought some kind of magic was going to happen, like he was going to like teleport through it, and then the building. The it, what I, I saw did not impress me. Wow. Well, okay. Even at four? Yeah, but like growing up, now I now I am impressed by the visual effects for the time. Is that the one that begins where he drops Blowfield down like the pipe? Yeah, that's the okay. Yeah. Yep. So before we get into our cool boys show topic, which is our individual top ten James Bond films, with in this episode, episode one, we're going to deal with our ten through six, and then part two will bring us five through one. But before we get into that, let's Which, go by ahead. The way, and... uh, part two will be released next week, next Monday. Yes. And those will be the even better James Bond movies. But before we even get into the good James Bond movies that we love, let's discuss which out of all 24 we consider the worst. And one of you guys, you, I've been very I, vocal I, about I, mine. So, yeah, I know what yours is. And I think Ballard and I might have the same one. Mine is um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Wow. wow. I do not care for the ending of that movie at all with Bond actually crying because his wife was just gunned down in a drive-by car. I, I, it, and it's not like it does. I mean, it's just, it's like this weird actor. He's not even an actor. He's a model that they hired to be an actor and play James Bond. Model slash car salesman. Uh, I thought he was a model as well, a male model. But um, He was a car salesman uh, before, right, like while he was being a model. He's definitely not an oh, actor. Oh, really? That's honestly your worst. I can't believe that. Um, I think that's the worst one that, that I've seen. Now, I, I guess I should say before I say anything else, I, sh- I am probably the only one of us that has not seen all 24 Bond films. And I've seen a lot of uh, most of them, definitely the majority of Bond films. Um, and uh, but on Her Majesty's Secret Service for me is terrible. I do realize that there, I have not seen Moonraker and I can imagine Moonraker being like. No, no don't, don't talk about other Moon- movies. So for me, um, uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service is the weirdest and the most different uh, Bond film. And um, I really think George Lazenby isn't that great in the role. And he might look the part, but it's kind of a lot of mugging. And then it feels like it's a movie of models. Interesting. All right, I, well, mean like, I mean like uh, 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 beauty models, not like... Um, no, I got uh, you. I got you. We'll, we'll, like, we, um, we may, maybe we'll be coming back to it at some point. Yeah, we uh, might be. Uh, hey. So, Nolan, what's yours? For me, it is... Uh, not counting the non-canon last Connery entry. Uh, what was it called? Never Say Never Again? Yeah, no, it's just the 24 uh, Eon films. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Diamonds Are Forever is the worst James Bond Aww. film I've ever seen. Really? It's just, he's old. He doesn't care. You know, the, the story is terrible. It's mainly set in Las Vegas. It's boring. There's not much action. The henchmen are literally gay lovers that, like, hold hands when they walk around. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they it's kill the like, scorpions. Yeah, um... Just from what I remember, it's just super boring. And Bambi this, we're and Thumper, about, like, man. Bambi and Thumper. This, it's like in the 70s now. Like Star Wars is like right around the corner and like good movies are starting to happen. And like this movie just feels so dated when you watch it. It's so, it's so hard to get through. It's fucking terrible. I'm going to have to do two for, for my worst, just to be clear, because there are 24 Eon Bond movies. But of those 24, only 23, in my opinion, even function as watchable cohesive movie so of the of them the worst would be a view to a kill just because uh roger moore was super old and the villain by christopher walken was pathetic and, and it just is a very lame uh bond movie but you could still watch it and comprehend what's going on in every scene and every action sequence there is however one bond movie 
that does not function even as a movie. It is a one hour and 45 minute jumble of scenes, shaky camera shots, and occasional dialogue that lends itself to a movie that could have been. That is Mark Forster's Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace is the only Bond movie I have walked out of. Me and a very good friend walked out of it in a unanimous decision about 45 minutes in. So angry that every single scene, that opening uh, car chase where the the he crosses the line like three or four times in like a 20 second period. You cannot even tell what is going on. Oh, uh, I finished my beer a while ago. If I didn't mention that to people, it was absolutely disgusting. I'm going to wash it down now with some hops and mad angry orchard. That'll, that's, should, I think that's good. I think I've had that. You should wash it down with some man with a golden gun. Let me finish on Quantum of Solace because it, it is not a watchable movie. I just uh, told, dude, that's why I, I want to interject. It's totally watchable. It's just all action. Wait, you I disagree? disagree with you, Felk. I love. I like Quantum. I like yeah. Quantum. It's an hour and forty-five minutes of a pure action movie because of this, the writer strike. There is no yep. script. I agree with you there. There's no story. The story is bad. But to say it's not watchable, like the action is hot. Like there's a lot of good stuff happening there that's exciting. The story it, is completed by Spectre, though. The action sequence is directed worse than I can imagine any amateur doing it. I almost feel like without a director, that movie would have been better just with its uh, the key members of the crew making I, that I, film. I hear your complaints, but you, you are like way too harsh on it. Like, it is not that bad. I, I don't even the opening action sequence with the car chase is actually fine. I, I, like I, lo I love the opening shot on Lake Cuomo. I love the tight shots of like the tires spinning, the car grills, the machine gun loading, and then like going into like a fucking like chase cam of shooting. It's a very Jack Slater. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I like every it. shot is a third as long as it needs to be. You cannot I, I cannot tell what is going on in the airplane action sequence. It's just a mess of shots. He's tr the director is trying to do Paul Greengrass, trying to make a Bourne movie. And it's a very fine line to make those scenes watchable. Maybe because well, you're I, used to it on, on a small screen and have a much faster attention span. I, I, I liked it. I liked it on the theaters. I liked it in the theaters, too. I think, well, I think the uh, Bourne stunt director actually directed all the action sequences in it. That's why it feels like a Bourne. And by the way, well, I do, I do hate Campbell that Martin Campbell did a great job of mimicking yeah. Bourne as well in uh, Casino Royale. Uh, yes, but he does it right. All right, he so. Does it right. Well, I that, guess we should go into our uh, top ten then, guys, huh? Yeah. And this episode, we will be going over our top 10 through 6 Bond films for part 1. And next week, we will go over our top 5 to number 1 Bond films in part 2. So, Ballard, what is your number 10? My number 10 Bond film, and this was, I have to say honestly, this was hard. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this might have been the most fun I've had researching uh, one of our uh, show topics, but... Um, this was hard to actually quantify a bunch of bonds that I have seen, and I've probably seen could somewhere you, in the you, ballpark of eighteen out of twenty-four. Could you get a quantum out of it? I got I got a quantum leap out of it, and my number ten is has potentially one of the most racist scenes oh. in any Bond film, and I know that there is live and let die, oh. but my number ten is you only live twice. Oh, and. I, I, okay, well, I you can't, you can't be racist against Asians. You can only be racist <laughs> against black people. We all know that. And I have to say that I, um, I really liked uh, the uh, um, aspects of You Only Live Twice of the villain is in a volcano, you know, and like all these other random like, you know, just like stereotypical Bond things that happen in this movie. And honestly, it has balls Really, that go fucking real deep because real wait, deep. does no one does no one so, else have this in their top ten? I have that as my number ten. 
Oh, you great. Oh, wow. Twice is my number 10 as well. So, Falcon, I can just na, get na, this na, out of the way right now. Na, so, na, I, I, na, it has na, balls so na, deep na, because, I mean, na, they have no problem na, making na, Sean Connery an Asian man, and it is fucking horrible looking. It doesn't look like an Asian person. It just looks like the most racist thing you've ever seen, and they didn't care. Those producers were like, fuck it. Yeah. They were fucking already balls deep themselves into probably a whole bunch of fucking hookers and doing all kinds of drugs in the 70s and whatever it was, the 60s that the movie took place. I think it was the 70s. I actually I actually have this one ranked as number 20. I I hate oh, wow. it. Wow. Really? Uh, well, this one, okay. So, this one actually has re- one one thing I really do want to, I really do like about uh, You Only Live Twice. The score is amazing. The score is great, but I love the rooftop fight that is mm. a long take from a helicopter sequence. That is incredible. That being done, I mean, considering the time when they did that movie, I mean, what was that? That was 1967. So that was a 60s film, my bad. Yeah. So it it only film. 22 years after we had been at war with Japan, you were allowed to still be your little racist against them, I think. I think, yeah, well, sure. But it, it doesn't hold up the racism. But, the, but that action well, no sequence shit, yeah. in 1960, <laughs> yeah, but that action sequence in 1967 on top of a roof, Filmed all in one take with someone like Sean Connery fighting all of these like Hong Kong like stunt guys was pretty fucking crazy to watch back then for a 1967 film. And one of the other films that Sean Connery starred in that they did a very similar long take with, um, which was uh, 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 The Longest Day, which was a movie about D-Day. And Sean Connery was uh, an actor that uh, played one of the uh, Scottish soldiers in the film. He didn't have that big of a role and he wasn't that big of an uh, actor at the time even. He has a very small part. It's a movie with a lot of big big names in it, and there's a crazy long take helicopter as well of the American forces or the Allied forces uh, raiding this town, fighting all these Nazis, and it's incredible. If you've never seen The Longest Day okay. and you like World <laughs> War II films, I highly recommend it. But Top 10 Bond films. But Bond-wise, it's similar, and, and I love it uh, with that rooftop uh, fight sequence. And I remember when I first saw You Only Live Twice – when I saw that rooftop, rooftop sequence, it was a, immediately a stop, and I rewound it, and I watched that sequence again because it blew me away that that happened. Yeah, when was the last time you guys saw this movie? Uh, oh, probably 1999. No, 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 like 2004 or five. I was still in college. I was at the end of okay. college. Recently I, I've enough. Wa- I've watched it in the last five years, and like I know I'm pissing off a lot of people because they love the long take. They love the score, which is good. But yeah, dude, Connery's bored in this film too. I think it's his, it's his fourth one or his fifth one. It's his fifth one. Oh. His last in the yeah. New Diamond. He, you can watch it. He does not give a fuck in this one. He's like so over it. Dude, it's it's really hard to get through. It's super boring. Then you get to that long take, which is cool. But I'm just like, I'm telling you, like, this movie does not hold up anymore. It is like, it's almost unwatchable to me. Uh, okay, well, maybe because it's boring. Um, so, yeah, it, it's also my number 10 Uh and for me, what it can be summed up in one line where the what the Japanese like businessman guy he has to deal with Connery does uh, says something along the lines of in Japanese culture, men come first, women come second. <laughs> and, and, bon, and Bond says, I might retire here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be summarized as like Bond in a different element. Wow. Japan at the time was like. It's still controversial, you know, being award them. So going there and helping him bond out of his element was what makes it kind of fun. It's it's the idea that like he's kind of more along for the ride in that one, both as a character and as an actor. Connery just, yeah, he 
probably was kind he, of in negotiations. He it in for sure. He was in negotiations and yeah, kind of giving him a half-ass performance. And it was a reason why they wanted to switch off. But I love that you become Japanese just by having a bowl cut. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. and his eyebrows are changed, and that's only yeah, like ten yeah. minutes in the movie. Yeah, it's, there's a whole it's, sequence. Ten minutes yeah, too long, dude. The, and then he only ends up just like betting a whole bunch of like uh, uh, women too, right? Like he just ends yeah. up just like fucking a whole bunch of women who think he's Japanese. That's the first time he fucks non-white women. Um, he fucks- he, he, they don't even bother changing his accent. He still speaks with like no, he Sean, Sean Connery's so accent with a bowl cut, and apparently we're supposed to take him as a Japanese character. It doesn't he's, make any sense. He's a Scottish Japanese man. It's, it's a dumb movie, guys. I w- I will say for my number ten. I had for your eyes only right there, mm. but I made a last I made a last second audible. Whoa! And, yeah, and I hang on, Noli, Noli. Do we need an audible theme? No. Play the theme. Hit me with a theme. Elk, hit us with an audible theme. Go. Audible. Audible. Put some music behind this. Isn't this audible as in uh, it's a football term, right? I don't you know what audible yes. means. Is it spelled yeah. the same way as audible.com? No, no one, it's, no it's, one is referring yeah. to the Amazon you, you, you uh, change, you, site. You change the, the the play at the line of scrimmage. So you go up there with the play and you change it. So I got here with a movie and now I'm flipping. I'm changing my mind. Fuck, all right, go for it. I probably have it higher. Let's we'll see what it is. Audible. No, I don't think audible I, music. Phil, I definitely think you don't have this. Ballard, you might just because it's ridiculous. Mm. But I love when you say I, my name. I, I don't even hear I, I, literally I as soon to, as you say my name, I don't hear anything else. I just hear my name and I, I think if people have actually been paying attention, as soon as someone says my name, I usually go, mm, Yeah, you're like I a dog, basically. I love it. It's 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 Pavlov. I hear uh, Ballard and it makes me right. so happy. So I know people love to shit on this guy's legacy as Bond, so I had to give him some love here. Oh and and let's see if you guys have Dalton? Tomorrow Never Dies on oh. your top 10. Yep. Yo, damn Skippy, I do. I and sure I got do. Higher. Oh, higher, wow. Higher. Oh, wow. Okay, I got some Tomorrow Never Dies fans Wait, here. Wait, people shit on, on him? On, on Pierce? Yeah, they make fun of his movies because he kind of ended on like a bad no, uh, no, no, CGI no. Way fest. Okay, that's fantastic. I can't wait to hear more about it later. Um, but Give just me your quick, quick rundown. My quick rundown of it is it has... Two, two action scenes in the movie that would be on the top 10 list of Bond action scenes. And so that's why it's in my top 10. Gotcha. Wow, action scenes so tight, yet so low on the list. Well, there's a lot of good movies. Ooh. Okay. Well, Ballard, then what is your number nine? Felk, I want some number nine music too. I want every I want every single number to have a different musical track underneath us. Nope. No, I'm just kidding, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. That's a lot of work. All right. Well, I dropped a little clue to my number nine in my little number ten rant. And my number nine is Live and Let Die. Okay. Down. Not on my list. Down. Down. Not on my list. Do, do, do. Wow. Do, do, do. It's actually it's actually very low on my list. Me too. So, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. You were young and you were something. Yeah. I like Paul McCartney a lot. That is a terrible theme. It doesn't feel like a Yeah, but you know what? I got covered really fucking well. Guns and motherfucking roses. Yeah, the Guns and Roses cover is way better. All right. So, Live and Let Die is the only Bond movie that has supernatural elements in it. There is fucking, there's a psychic. Uh, played Baron by Jane Tomney. Seymour, and there's fucking voodoo magic that happens in that movie. Jane Seymour plays a psychic. It's completely out of place, but it's actually an entertaining movie. Yeah, Jane I have Seymour it looks hot in it. 
It's it's my number fifteen, and I will say it had that that boat chase is really good with that stunt. I also have it at um, fifteen. Samesies. Yeah, he jumps he jumps the uh, the road in the Wait boat. a second! Wait a second! You guys both ranked all twenty four Bond films? Yeah, oh, of course, had to. Of course. Oh, I just ranked top ten only. I, I don't even did. have anything like honorable mentions. You haven't seen oh, them all. Okay. I would love to hear your guys' full twenty four. Anyways, nah. we'll do that later. <laughs> uh, Baron Samani is is that he's probably one of the gayest henchmen ever. He just like sits there and like well, yeah. the ending shot is <laughs> him like laughing at the camera. Uh, yeah, it's all that shit with like the the fucking hick who drives them. Like you're that English spy from England, aren't you, James him. Bond? Like that shit's oh, so yeah. stupid. Yep, and then the the sound of the car doesn't it actually go woo? It does, yeah, there's like, a the slide whistle over for, them. for a car uh, chase. Yeah. But the yeah, there's definitely cool, cool stuff in that movie. The boat chase is cool. The part where he runs across the alligators is cool. Like there's iconic stuff in Live and Let Die. Like I can't hate on it. It's yeah. it's really slow at sometimes, and it's definitely I love, dated. I love that Bond goes to Harlem in that movie. Yeah, I love that. I love Bond. Wait, does he? Harlem. No, it's New Orleans. No, no. At first, he goes to New York. Yeah, he goes to Harlem. It, he does to, go to then Harlem. Get the information because Bond never goes to like two locations. Bond goes to, like three or four locations per movie. Well, some, so he goes some to he New doesn't. York. I think it's the only time Bond was in New York. That's number nine on my list. Why? Is why because it's uh, Roger Moore. It also inter- it also introduced film. us to uh, Roger Moore karate. And yeah, <laughs> judo. Judo chops. Judo, judo, judo chops. chop. Yeah. yeah and Jane absolutely. Seymour is smoking fucking hot in that movie. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier. Yeah. Jane Seymour was like like actually hot. Like it was really hot. Jane Seymour back then. Not just Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Would you do her? Yes, on the prairie, of course. But would I do her in New York? No. Uh, my memory's hazy, but she she does have psychic powers for some she's reason. She's got in that something movie. going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's yeah. Like, but she's, she's, like she's a, a virgin. She's a virgin. Shit, right? Yeah. She's a virgin, and then when she has sex with James Bond, she loses her psychic powers. Yes. Well, he's that damn good. That's. Yeah, that's not stupid at all. <laughs> they had to set up Roger Moore as being like have sexual prowess in some form or fashion. I mean, it, I mean, Connery actually had it, so they had to like kind of lend it a little bit to Roger Moore. Oh boy, did they! Okay, I'm up. Um, You're number nine, Nolan. Ooh, my number nine. I don't think you guys are gonna have this on your list. Probably. Uh, so let's check it out. Because does anyone have Timothy Dalton's first outing, The Living Daylights? Way high. Okay. Wow. wow. Oh no, wait, no, but higher. No, higher. Just Whoa. higher. Okay, higher. Oh. Wow. I like it because it brought it brought Bond back kind of to the Connery style. It got out of the campiness and we're back to a hard edge Bond who's smoking cigarettes. He's fucking drinking. He's fucking killing. And he's not fucking joking about it. Oh yeah, I have a lot to say about Timothy Dalton. Uh, yeah. mm. All right. So my number nine is probably going to be higher up on one of your guys's list. That is cue it, Adele. Let the sky fall when it crumbles. Okay. Higher yeah, up. Yeah, I have that. Um, yeah, I, have I have that higher. I have that much higher. Okay. We'll talk about Skyfall soon. At Why do you Skyfall? like Skyfall? Uh, tell us a little bit about Skyfall. Yeah. It's, it's just, it brings it back to being a kind of a, a thriller. It's a, it's a, a cool thriller without the James Bond and James Bond's layer on top of it. All right. So then that means it's me and Fuck my me, number James. eight. Fuck me. My number eight, I'm sure is on your guys's lists at some point. If not, I don't know what you're smoking. My number eight is Thunderball. Oh, not on my list. I have it higher. Fuck I had, yeah, it, I had it. Ele- okay. So I had it at 11 and that was the one that I could not decide uh, whether or not to put it or you only live twice on the list, but I'm glad someone has it on the list so we can discuss it. All right. So for, um, for, I don't know where it is on Noli's list, but I know for me, 
fucking most incredible, grandiose stunts is the underwater action battle sequence at the end. I'm sure we'll get into it more later, but that sequence for me was just stellar. Okay. I mean, I agree. holy fucking shit. Thunderbolt's your number eight, Ballard, right? Correct. That was okay. number eight, Thunderbolt. All right. Uh, Nolan, your number eight? My number eight, I know you guys are going to have it on your list as well, um, is a little movie called From Russia with Love. Oh, I have that so much higher. Wow, this top ten is getting really cool. This top ten so, is very cool. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm feeling part so two will we'll, be we'll much touch better. Upon, uh, yeah, we'll touch upon From Russia with Love a little bit later. But for me, I like it because it started everything that is Bond. Uh, you know, Doctor knows a little, like, they were trying to figure it out. By From Russia with Love, the template was set, and every movie from then forth would follow that template. And that's why I have it at number eight. Uh, I fucking love it. We, we will discuss it yeah, it's a so, great at some point. My number eight is Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, well, I, have that, I have that uh, higher. Okay. Well, we will discuss Tomorrow Never Dies very soon, but it is a fun movie. And Remote Tomorrow Never Dies is my number 10. BMWs. Oh, Wait, okay. Tomorrow Never Dies is your number 10? Tomorrow Never Dies is my number 10. Yeah, so we're yep. so, so... It's my, yeah, it's I my 10. It's, it's <laughs> Felk's 8. Yep, and it's my... And, and we'll it's see. Ballard's mystery number. Okay. Well, right. so Nolan's had a quick little go at number... At uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. The best scene in the movie stands above as possibly the best scene in any James Bond movie, and that's the uh, remote-controlled BMW 740IL uh, chase. Love that sequence. Perfect. I, so, uh, that I, I scene alone like, elevates that entire movie. But it's, it's, it all, all the movie stands together is, is very fun Bond. Uh, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, Ballard, what is your number seven? All right. Well, my number seven is Octopus. Pussy. Oh, that's not on my fucking list. <laughs> that's not on my list either. Octopussy. Congrats, you get it all to yourself. I just, I, I want everyone to know that Ballard's list is heavy Roger Moore. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I love Roger yeah. Moore, okay? I, fucking love Roger Moore. I'm Octopussy. is a saint. And you know what? It's a little sad that he is gone too soon. How old was he when he, when he passed away? Like, like in his late 80s. 90, 92. He passed away at 89. He yeah, died too he did, young. He did not die too he young. He went that too is appropriate. young. <laughs> did you need to take him, God? He was fucking 24-year-old in his he 60s. He was so young. In a How movie, was he only 89? He, was, he like retired Bond when he was like 67. No, Have he retired Bond Roger at 58. Moore recently? Have you guys if, looked up Roger Moore today? Well, not today. He's at a, he's yeah, he's grave, but, <laughs> but like recent? Yeah, he looked old. Dude, the guy looked incredible. So Roger Moore, okay, Octopussy. Um, That's like his second worst. <laughs> it's an incredible title, first off. That's enough for Eight me. vaginas. But it, I love the German car chase uh, in the third act. Is that second act or third act? It's at the end of the second or beginning of the third. But I love that fucking car chase and, and the fact that Bond dresses up as a clown. How because can you love that? Eight, that is the worst thing that Bond I love has done. That. I, I love that because the 009 dressed as a clown, and I just love that there's like two different double O's dressing as clowns in this movie. What a disguise. And I love the end sequence on the fucking plane. I love that whole sequence on the plane, and the getting on the plane, and fucking jumping out of the plane, and all that shit. It was a fucking incredible, and I, fucking you have a woman called Octopussy, and all she has is a sick ton of fucking women 
just chilling, and all they want to do is fuck. I mean, this is as no, they're if drug dealers, aren't they? Are they? What are they? They're fucking. They're they are playmates. They are all Playboy playmates. It's just not Hugh Hefner. It's, it's a woman. It's Octopussy. I mean, this this would have been incredible if you were back in the day. I mean, you tell me if you guys weren't back in the day, single, rolling around, whatever the fuck it was, New Delhi, India, wherever it was, Bond was, and and you came across this harem, and you just. You had the opportunity yeah. to like. I, I know I don't think Octopussy is that bad. It's like I think ranked like my seventeenth. It's not terrible, but like I just can never remember anything from it except for the clown scene and is it the opening? The opening scene he fl- he flies the plane like through the barn. Is that the opening scene? Uh yeah 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 that whole fucking no 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 yeah. the opening scene is the du- I thought it was the 009 dying. Yeah right? that's right yeah. Okay, it's just a movie that's completely forgettable to me. Like, there's nothing really great about it. The Fabergé egg thing at the beginning. Fucking barely remember it. I think it's a horrible movie. Yeah, it's no, not I love good. it. I can't believe it's I on your top it. ten, but I knew and it was. I, I knew it was. Fucking Bond's be. an alligator in that movie. Is it Bond is the alligator? Or Felix? I don't remember. But someone's an alligator in that fucking movie at one point. I remember someone speaks <laughs> up as an alligator. It's great. No, that's a good one. That okay. is like <laughs> that is classic background material Bond. You throw that on in the background. You can have that one movie running 24 hours a day, and it keeps you guessing. Am I watching a different movie, or is it still Octopussy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know. Why is this fucking clown trying to get rid of a bomb like uh, the the Adam West Batman? See, it's like it's it's so not right for Bond. It's that was the beginning of the end. There's a reason Spike TV runs Octopussy equivalent of 10,000 hours a year. Yeah, because it's okay? fucking cheap for them to fucking air, oh, it's probably. So fucking I'm just impressed easy. they got Octopussy on a poster and on, like, the cinema matinee signs. You know, I will say this. This is why Octopussy is at number eight and not, like, say, number five for me, okay? Mm-hmm. It's because the poster alone, is, it's, it doesn't work. Wait, you're on it seven. Octopussy is your seventh. Or seven. I mean, number seven instead of... Okay, this is why Octopussy for me is number seven instead of number five for me. Because... It's it's, it's the poster alone. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it should be poster, higher. Yeah, exactly. Because the poster alone, it should be eight pussies. And it should have been eight different vulvas, like clear as day, eight different pussies, and it would have been Bond trying to like finger them all with a different finger, you know, and then have two left over for the pink, or no, two left over for the stink. I think your definition of a good Bond film is completely different than mine. Yeah, me too, very much so. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, well, Noli, what's your number seven? My number seven is Thunderball. Thunderball. No one else has that? Nope. That was my number eight. Okay, 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 great. So now we can talk about it. What I like about Thunderball is it introduces us to the fucking jetpack. Oh, that's a stupid scene. (laughs) In the opening credits, Bond escapes on a fucking jetpack. The most dangerous stunt ever committed to this day. Yeah, it's, I guess. It's, yeah, it really? it's also clearly I, not Sean Connery in, yeah, when he's being it, lifted up in the air. Yeah. Is but it like, clearly a jetpack? It's, it's a jetpack. No, it's, like, it, it is a jetpack prop with an with a stuntman attached to a crane that lifts him up in the air. That's what I thought. I thought it was a wire stunt. I'm not sure about that. It is. It's a wire stunt. But oh, like, no. like Ballard said, the underwater sequence at the end is like a 30-minute like ballet of like just fucking mayhem. It's amazing. Yeah, not filmed underwater. <laughs> But isn't that our first introduction into Spectre or whatever? Yes, and I want to say that this the Thunderball is so good that the plot has now been copied for I think Thunderball is the first one that had like a bad guy holding the US hostage for like millions of dollars. It's the Blowfield or the Austin Powers uh you know that's what they made fun of. That plot got copied from then on from every bad guy movie ever. The bad guys always want to take over the world. 
from that point forward. Oh, um, not only that, Noli, are you totally right, but they fucking did the shark tank. That was the first one to do shark tank. Yeah, you throw, right? a, throw a guy into a shark tank and have him just eat you. Yeah, the right? guy had and fucking the, pet sharks. They had pet sharks. I mean, I mean, I think in uh, Live and Let Die, they had pet sharks, was it? Or pet alligators? I forget Allig- which. It was crocodiles. Yeah. It's crocodiles, right? At the end? But anyways, whatever. And this is, oh my th- God, Live and Let Die, the, bo- the bad guy yeah. fucking explodes. Remember that shit? Whatever, anyways. And this is, I think, Connery's fourth time out, and he's at his prime here. Like, he's hitting, he's firing on all cylinders. Like, he's amazing in the movie. He's, like, shooting harpoons into guys. And what, what's his line when he shoots them? I, fucking I don't remember fucking that. remember. Oh, no. oh, I do remember that. I think I think he got the point or something like that. That's oh, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think he got the point. Yeah. Yeah. His everything's firing on all cylinders in this movie. Like it's it's a fantastic. It's one of the first Bond films I saw, and I was just I loved it ever since. Look at me right now, money penny. Want to get that bone? Get to know ya. <laughs> <laughs> all I right. Mean, I think I think we covered it. Okay. Well, the no, no, dude, we barely covered Thunderballs. 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 Thunderball. No, I can finally Shirley talk about it, It's also a very weird title. I don't remember. What was the Thunderball? I don't remember what the Thunderball was. that the, the no main weapon? I don't know if most Bond movies actually the, the name actually reflects something in the plot. But was there something in Thunderball called Thunderball? Something. I'm sure someone right now is listening to us going, yes! You fucking yes! Idiots. You fucking idiot! How are you talking about this? And you don't even know that Thunderball was dead. And then it was an atomic bomb. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Operation Thunderball. Yeah. He's he. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, what it was. This is Operation. He was looking for two atomic uh, missing warheads. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was atomic bombs or some shit. Uh, no, because I don't think they're warheads yet, Noli. I think there were bombs back then. Still. Okay. Just a they big were bomb. atomic bombs. Yeah. It was I cool also I also then. remember Bond like he was ruthlessly killing bad guys in this film. It wasn't like some PG fucking deaths. It was it like actually has our, the highest body count uh, or second high second highest body count of any Bond movie. It also has like one of the hottest fucking Bond girls, and we can get into that later with talking bodies. We do, but fucking Domino is primo. I mean, great, great name too. She is too. Yeah. Should we move on? Let's move on. Yes. Yeah, my on. number. Okay. So my number seven, which was mentioned earlier, and we can now discuss it. Is what is that? Uh, what? The what? Living Daylights, Daylight. as sung by Aha, and one of my kind of favorite uh, Bond themes. Uh, that is The Living Daylights, the first Bond film starring Timothy Dalton. And I have a lot of affinity for Timothy Dalton. Uh, now, yeah, aspects of the movie as a whole haven't aged super well because it, it's very much based in the Cold War. And the finale does have Bond uh, helping pretty much the Taliban defeat yes. Soviets because at the time, the U.S. and Rambo British government three. were really uh, helping that uh, old Osama bin Laden fight them Soviets in Afghanistan. But Just like Rambo 3. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you take that out. It, it, it holds up very well. So Timothy Dalton's Bond, this is coming after a, a view to a kill, which was the campiest and stupidest uh, Roger Moore movie. And uh, bringing it back to a I guarantee Ballard has it in his top five. Unless, nope. No, we discussed he's not. No, 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 no. I, honestly, um, I'll just drop this. Spoilers. I have no Daltons in my top ten. Yeah, no, no, I, I, no. I'm sorry. I got too many mores. I meant, I meant Ballard probably has a view to a kill in his top five, even though you just shit on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but keeping on the Living Daylights. Uh, I totally thought you were talking about Living Daylights. Dalton's Bond specifically plays it as kind of it wasn't written originally, which is the idea that Bond is a functional sociopath. He is somebody who is recruited at a very young age, identified by the British government. He's an orphan, borderline sociopath, 
let's train him to be a spy because this guy can kill people and it not affect him emotionally. He can he did, figure out he, what he needs to do next. Yeah, he did Craig before Craig did Craig. Exactly. Everything good yep. people have to say about Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton did it first. And he did it less charming. He's He's got a much more like rugged face. He's less, you know, sexually appealing. But that's fine. I don't because know about that. Well, I, 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 I definitely fucked Timothy Dalton, but uh, I think no, I uh, would too. Yeah, I, I think he, I'm saying he, I'm not sure I would fuck Daniel Craig. Oh, really? Uh, he has a he just has the the brutality, and that's what the movie is. It is a taut Cold War spy thriller that brought everything back down into reality after you know the last movie had a fucking Jaws biting through a cable. Um, they, they have a fucking car chase that goes from the road onto the fucking snow, and it's not die another day style it's like a real fucking car going across the snow and it's fucking phenomenal it's the aston v8 convertible it's a fucking yeah, it's fan- very it's cool a car fantastic chase that ends with them escaping on the cello which is uh, kind of ridiculous fucking but- love the hot hot ass cello chick though yeah. only what he only fucks one girl in that movie and that's that was like kind of controversial but um the opening where they're fucking doing like you know uh, it's like war with, games yeah, yeah it's with, like war with paintball games but then one of the guys is actually a plant and he has a real gun so so like that whole it's like a parachute base it's it's a very cool opening sequence uh it, it it's taught more of a thriller it's less of an action movie but like when it gets in the th- action it's so fun i think he he lands he parachutes out and he lands in a boat and uh he notices that he lands in a boat with a hot chick and so he's like gonna call his superiors and he's just like hold that thought and puts the phone down and then like has a martini. No, doesn't he? He lands in the boat and the girl's just like, oh my God, who are you? And his like, first line is like, Bond, James Bond. He says it very quickly. Yes. Well, yeah, I actually, I want to ask you guys both a question about uh, about The Living Daylights because this is Dalton's swan song. Do you think it was worthy of Dalton? Nope. No, it's, it's, his his fir- it's his first, first film. film. Wait, I thought it was his second film. Nope. Wait, License, Living License Day- to Kill is yeah. his second film. Living Daylights is, is his first. Oh, well, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the guy that's seen every Bond film, I, you know, I, I, I don't expect that, but. No. I will say I, w- I will say the end of this movie Bond literally kills the bad guy by firing a toy cannon at him and that is the worst part of the film. Yeah, I don't okay, I honestly I didn't haven't rewatched that one for for more than, you know, 10 years or so, but I loved it when I first saw it. Yeah, uh the, and uh yeah, the I'll, guy but, has an old battlefield set up in his in his house and they're like talking and Bond like walks across and like lights up an old cannon from a toy and fires it into the bad guy and it kills him. Don't remember that super it's, much. It's not. It's not. It almost ruins the movie, actually. But oh, really? Yeah, it's really bad. Not to mention the main villain of that movie. Two movies later is Bond's friend as a CIA agent in Goldeneye. Jimbo. Jimbo. That's the main. Oh villain. yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Don Baker. Oh really? Yeah, Joe Don Baker plays two, two different parts. Two movies later, he is like a hero, uh, a friend, and he was the main villain two movies before. Well, I have actually not never seen The Living Daylights. I, I haven't seen any of the Dalton films in their entirety. The only one I've seen in partial is um, you are, you, uh, um, License yep. to Kill. You are missing the fuck out. Yeah, yes. Living Daylights is, an, is, is a little treasure that no one really knows about. Yeah, it really is uh, very cool. He has a weird haircut, too, in that movie. That, that, they didn't get it right until License to Kill, but uh, he, it's, you can kind of see his thinning. And I, I like that. He's a more vulnerable Bond. He's the colder Bond. He's the Bond who is a killer first and a lady man, ladies man second. And that's why he does what he does well. Great. Excellent. And he, All and right. He, and he's fucking smoking cigarettes the whole movie, which we needed. We'll get on to that. I have, I have something to say about that in another movie. Ooh. All right. Well, let's move into number six. six. And number six. This is the last one of this episode. Folks. Oh, yeah. We, 
We will do five through one in the next episode, but Ballard's number six. T minus cool boys and counting. Three, two, one. Number six. Number six. All right. Because number six is technically the number one of this, epi- of this episode. All right. So my number six is Skyfall. I okay, have, well, I, I have that higher. That's a quick number six because no one has it higher. So I'll just say one thing and I'll That's make it real quick about Skyfall. I love that the third act is the third act of Home Alone. I mean, everyone <laughs> says it, but I have to say I love that. I love, I love it. that too. Bond I love it. Doing Kevin McAllister. You go, boy. That's oh, it. It's fucking hard. So yeah. hard. It's a great. It's a great. I think that's one of the reasons why it's Home Alone-esque classic 80s action film end sequence. Please, please hit me with some music right now, because my number six is Ballard's most hated Bond film of all time on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Ho! Okay. I don't have Wait. it on my list. You didn't have that on your list? No, I, I just you know what did. the problem is. You know what the fucking problem is, Nolan, and why you like this one so much? It's because you're this you are possibly the most handsome human being I have ever touched in my entire life. And you've touched me? That's all George <laughs> Oh, many a times. And <laughs> yes. and that is George Lazenby in a nutshell. I have been handsome. 14. He's handsome. This guy is so fucking handsome. He is. And and so you are just like you just got your handsome thing going on because you handsomes just always hang out together. I don't particularly like him as a Bond. Um, I don't either. He goes through like a fourth of the movie. He's like in disguise as like a, a count or a duke. And like he's it's just a wearing. Bad he, wears, he wears stupid. It's a bad outfit. Blofeld. He wears glasses and smokes a pipe and Blofeld's like with him the whole time. And like he doesn't recognize him. Like so, it yeah. It's, it's kind of like uh, you only live twice where it's just a bad disguise. His disguises are that frilly fucking like dicky thing that that awesome powers wears and then where he has a kilt. So it's like Bond's wearing a dress. I get he's Scottish, but like it's it's just wrong. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. But what I like about it is the cinematography in this one's completely different. Like if you turn it on, like it's not like a Bond film. It's completely different. Like even the it's opening. A, it's not a Bond movie. Yeah. No, the opening's not. the opening's weird where it's like a silhouetted Bond fighting the guy fighting guys on a beach and then like he walks to the camera and he's like, You were expecting someone else or something like that. It's like a very weird It's never happened to the other guy. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah, that's what he says. I don't know how this movie got made. It's very weird, but I love the cinematography. The ski chases are like the fucking music. It doesn't really have an official theme song. It just has a score. Which I can't do off the top of my head right now, but you should Google it. It's an amazing score. Well, I but gotta say, like, on that on that whole thing when he was on the beach, he's like, I thought, you know, you thought I was the other guy or whatever. Like, I love that because it is the first time they changed a, a fucking the actor. I mean, it was no longer Sean Connery. It's the first time there was an actor change because Sean Connery would end up doing the film after on Her Majesty's Secret Service because George Diamonds Lassie are forever, so right? Yeah, Diamonds he are forever. He's, so, he, he's not a great. But that's bond. great because that's that first time they ever acknowledged that, like in like a major like shared universe type of yeah. thing where they were just like. We have to acknowledge the fact we just changed the actor. What you're saying, though, about Connery coming back, like, if Connery was in this one, I really think it could have been the best Bond film ever. Like, the, the, the story was there, and the last 30 minutes is a hardcore action scene. Bond's fucking, like, sliding down uh, headfirst a toboggan run, shooting a machine gun. There's, like, a toboggan chase. Like, it's yeah, fucking it looks, hard. It, it's, it is, it is, it is a cool movie. Uh so uh, it's recently, just different. Yeah, I don't. I won't get. I will not get into it too much. But recently, I watched the uh, newly made Hulu 
uh, documentary called Becoming Bond, which is all about how who like George Lazenby's like entire life and and only the second half even deals with Bond. Basically, he tricked it was a arrogant car salesman slash male model who tricked his way into getting that part, uh, played the role once and then decided he didn't like the attention and the contracts and walked away from it and pretty much acting in general. And and uh, I, I feel like that's that's the that's the, the problem. It, it's just it's a trick. He's tricking us into thinking he's Bond rather than being Bond. Yeah, Felt it's, has it's playing weird. in the background right now. The world is not enough. And it is a great sequence. <laughs> yeah, it's the z- z- oh, with the fucking helicopter with a r- ridiculous fucking saw blade. The hanging helicopter from it. with the random saw blades that's made for cutting trees. Yeah, that, not on my list. That thing does uh, not exist. It's not on my list either. But uh, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I've been watching Bond this episode in the background. Thank you, Phil. Phil, because you did that only for Nolan and I. You yeah, no, I can't see it. Else. Uh, la- so I just, so- I, I just want to say my last thing on the movie is, yeah, he's not that great. He's just um, arrogant. He, he's because he he's everyone arrogant, he should, got the part. Should, everyone should give it a try because it's it's a completely different Bond film. It doesn't follow any of the same formulas. It's it's different. It's weird, and there is good action in it. And I'm like I said, if Connery was in it, I think we'd all be singing a different tune because it is a good movie. All right, well, Felk, it is time then, and this is the one and final uh, number for this episode. Yes, Felk, it is. What is your number six? My number six is draw. No. Doctor No. Doctor, there you go. Is that higher on your list? No, I no, don't have Doctor it's, No. It's on my not list. on my list. Really? We have to the first Bond movies. Uh, so the highest it made on any of our lists is number six, and I think that's because it's not quite there yet. There's no gadgets. The opening is not a, a typical Bond opening. Like there is it's no opening, score. Really. It's, no, it's, I'm talking about the like opening credits. It's yeah, a score it's like, it's and like three blind like up. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's a it's a good film. It's uh, like it's it's just Bond. The the character is unfinished yet. We we just got to the yeah. tip of the iceberg of what he will bring to us later on. That's why it's not in my top ten. I don't like. I don't dis dislike the movie. I think it's a great. I think it's a good movie. I saw. It. I, I haven't think- seen it since I was a kid. Honestly, I just remember liking it. I, I, I do like it. It's not in my top 10, but yeah, it was a good movie. It had and it had some interesting points and it had. Some I have it influences. at thirteen. Hmm. All right. Well, great. Well. All right. Well, that's the end of this one. That was our gripping top 10 through six Bond films. Be sure to tune in next week for our epic conclusion to our top five final Bond films. In the meantime, let's get to talking about some sweet, sexy Bond bods. All systems ready. Three, two, one. I saw him out walking with his girl. Oh. Talking Bodies. Yeah. Talking Bodies. Oh, yeah. As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the wonderful world of mega hotties and super babes. So, Cool Boy Nation, to enhance your body experience, strap on that hard drive and whip out that keyboard, and let's go Googling for some sweet-ass Bond bodies and dongs. Let's get into top three. I think so, you're throwing, you throwing Honey Rider for sure. Yes. She's number, I, well, I think well, wait, she's number what, one. Wait, wait, wait. What's the name of this top three? What is the name? Old School Bond Girls. So this is Bond Girls of the Connery to Moore era. Which is a fucking long ass era, considering that Roger Moore was James Bond for twenty seven years. 
It uh, is. It's a long era. Absolutely. All the Bond girls from Doctor No in 1962 until to a view to kill a view to kill in 1985 so 23 years which means that the the girl who's in a view to kill was one at <laughs> night and when, and when the first bond <laughs> movie came out even though because she's 24 in the movie even though uh, james bond is played by a 59 year old man well let's talk about how those 59 year old man crushed some puss he did no, I no. Say god, god I, bless I, her heart for not making that happen actually in that movie <laughs> well, wait, wait. I want to give out my top she three does real fuck quick, him. And, we, and we can see where, does we, he? where you yeah. guys. It's, it's he fucks. Uh, no, it's uh, wait, for what? your eyes. It's for your eyes only. What, he meets like. What are you wait, talking about right now? He's talking what? about the chick, uh, who, the main chick from uh, View to Kill, who he does fuck, and then he also fucks a hot black chick who's kind of mannish, but she's still got a pretty good bod. But Maybe. both both are in their fucking yeah twenties, and and he was in his late fifties. Uh, I'm thinking of the ice skater from like. Uh, that's for your eyes only. Your eyes only. Yeah, yeah, okay. He doesn't, he doesn't fuck, fuck her, her because they they knew then it seemed too weird. She yeah. looked too young. And then they did it anyways with a girl who is uh, basically the same age, even though he was much many years older in uh, a, a right, well, is it Okay, well, are these people you want to put in the top three? Seriously? No, no, no. no. Okay. But she is hot. Well, she is hot, the chick from a view. So I, I think you're throwing in the top Honey Rider. I would say is that I have Ursula Andress as my number one Honey Rider. Dr. Me too, no. me too, me too. Um, Honor Blackman, Pussy Galore, Goldfinger. That's my number two. And Claudine O'Gare, Domino Derval from Thunderball. Holy fucking shit. She could be number one. She could be number two, but she will be number three for me. She is great. Your list is solid. I just want everyone to Google Tiffany Case from the Abomination Diamonds Are Forever because no her one, rat, oh, she's so amazing. fucking old. She's like 40 No one old. loves her, though. No I one has her. always loved her so love much her. because of that rat. Oh, no, that she's, chick's okay. That chick's pretty good. It's not, it's not the villain. No, Phil, she's, she's old. old. You're right. She's old, but she has a huge tete. She's a MILF. She's a MILF. She's probably like a 40. Huge. We're, we're, we're talking about a 60-year-old Connery in this film who walks around with his shirt, shirt off and he has like a fucking gut he and gray chest hair. big old fucking gut. He is so out of shape. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, uh, he doesn't, he, calm down, Bella. He, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. So they gave Tiffany Case, who might be like a 40-year-old mom in the movie, but she's got a great rack. I, yeah, but I, don't, I still don't think she's like, you know, quality top three Bonds well, of old school Bonds. I'll, I'll go first then because my, my, my top three would be uh, – Carol, uh, I don't Carol. know if you're going first technically. I think I already gave my top three, but oh. you can go ahead. Well, we, should go all, we should all recap ours. I'll go second then. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a top three. Do you have your top three? I don't have a top three. My top three was Ursula Andress, Honor Blackman, and Claudine O'Gare. All right, so three up would be uh, Carol Bouquet as uh, Melina Havelock in uh, For Your Eyes Only because that wet t-shirt scene. Uh is she the hermaphrodite though? No, no, she is not the hermaphrodite. That that that's a way less important girl. But no. Who do you like? Who do you like from For Your Eyes Only? Not the fucking tranny. Car- Caroline Cosey. Cassandra Harris. Is that who you're thinking of? Count no. Lillis von Schaff. Wasn't Melina Havelock? Wait, she was the tranny, wasn't she? No, yeah, no, Carol she Bokeer. was not. She was not. Okay, or whatever. Oh, who was the tranny the, then? Okay, so the, the chick I'm talking about is Carol Bouquet, uh, is Melina Hadlock, the main girl from Your Eyes Only. Yeah, she's, she's kind of manly. She's yeah, not the tranny. The tranny is Caroline Cossie. I don't know if she's better than Domino or Pussy Galore. Or I, I find Honor her attractive. Black. I mean, come on. Pussy Galore is a little bit old of a chick, and she looked banging, dude. Pussy Galore is pretty good, but I didn't, say, I didn't say who my number two was. I didn't say who my number two was. But it's, it's, it's not Pussy Galore. It's uh, it's the Russian chick, uh, Daniela Bianchi, Bianchi as Tatiana Romanoff from from Russia with Love. I think her face is perfect, and I want to fuck it. What do you guys think about? And then my number maybe, one is Honey Rider. 
Mary Goodnight from The Man with the Golden Gun. She's pretty good. I like her. I like. I like that name. Tatiana Romanov, I think, was like it's a little too, little too Russian. I feel like honestly, I like no, Russian. She's pretty. I like Russian. I I want to point out Mary Goodnight. There's this. Who, wait, no, who, wait, Mary Goodnight from what? Man with a Golden Gun. At the end, when the place is exploding, Roger Moore and her are running. Roger Moore jumps and pretty much throws Mary Goodnight, who lands directly on her fucking knees. And you can see this in the shot. It's them. He throws her, and she lands on her knees. And I know. That did not end well, and I know after that take, there were some words exchanged. Ooh, oh my gosh! So Brick Eckland, you don't think she got she got a little mad at Roger? Oh, I think so. Yeah, he pretty much th- it wasn't intentional, but he threw her to maybe like add to the stunt to get out of the way of an explosion, and she goes and falls very clumsily on her knees, and it does not look good. I well, think I gotta was- say, the man with the golden gun, Maude Adams, who also would play Octopussy, was pretty hot back in uh, the Man with the Golden Gun, and would get a little bit too aged for Octopussy. Still hot, but a little too old. She did have eight vaginas. She did. Um, yeah. And then, Phil, was that your full number three? Yeah, I mean, I, I well, can I, definitely do honorable mentions. Well, I gotta say honestly, I think Ur- Ursula Andress, Honor Blackman, and Claudia Shh. Algar are better than all three of yours. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, Phil, what, what my, my number one's Ursula Andress. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and mine too. Two. So she's, she's I think Honor one. Blackman and Claudine O'Gare are be- a little bit better than um, uh, Britt Eklund and um, uh, Daniela Bicani. Those those weren't my two. Britt 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 Corrigan Eklund was on Nolan's list, not mine. Britt Britt Corrigan. Wrong list. Wait, Nolan. Nolan is Brian Gosling on your list? I think so. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think the list should go Ursula Andress, Honor Blackman, and uh, Claudine Aguirre. Nolan, do you agree? What, who's Honor Blackman from? I, I'm going to have a lot more she fun. What? P- Pussy Galore. Oh, Pussy Galore. No, she's, she's too old. She's too old, too mannish, and she's a lesbian in the movie. Okay. Well, then Basically, I think okay, no, if that's Pussy Galore is a lesbian. Then I think it goes and... Ursula Andress, Claudine Aguirre, and we can fill that number three spot. Come on. Let's do it. Who's number three? We got Ursula Andress number one, Claudine O'Gare number two. Who's number three? Z- I, I could take Dottiana Romanova. Yeah, Absolutely. fuck yeah. There you go. Yeah, this can be that's, one. that's number three right there. So boom. We didn't do so Domino, go, folks. Number th- the, the, our top three is going to be this: Ursula Andress, Honey Rider, Doctor No. Number two, Claudine O'Gare, Domino Derval, Thunderball. And honestly, she should be number one. The only reason Ursula Andress is number one is because Ursula Andress has incredible tits. And number three is going to be Daniela Biakani playing Tatiana Romanov in uh, From Russia with Love. Oh, Holly Goodhead's also an honorable mention. Most of these girls have been naked on the internet. It's worth noting that most of these girls have been naked. All right. Well, that's in our top three. Nolan, it's time for... Love that dong. Love that James Bond dong. Love that Bond dong. You, all right. You heard it, folks. It's love that Bond dong. That means it's time to name three celebs who are Bond and guess who has the biggest dick. And, of course... Why? Okay. Is there any, is, it. is there any question with this one? Yeah. It's, well, I think it's, we gotta it's, name it's, the episode first, and this this week's segment is called Felk. Uh, old Bond Dongs. <laughs> so old is, Bond Dongs can't teach an old dong new tricks. Yes, the first the first three James Bonds: Sean Connery, George Lazenby, and Roger Moore. And I think this is, I mean, there's not too much debate. So I guess I'll just try and be a dissenting opinion, even though I'm not sure. I, it's sacrilege and say, I think George Lazenby is the biggest. Then Sean Connery, then Roger Moore. No, I'll give George uh, 
Lazenby or Lazenby credit because he must have the big dick to walk onto that set and be yeah. like, I own this fucking yeah. place. You're going to give me I this totally fucking agree. role. Really? I totally okay. agree. Really? Okay. I, I would honestly, any, any day of the week, you asked me this question on the street and I was just walking down the street and you came up to me, you're like biggest old Bond dong. And I'd be like, uh, 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 Sean Connery. But George Lazenby had to have a huge throbbing, engorged, fleshy cock. I think he's that, also the tallest Bond. I think he's like 6'4 oh, or something. Yeah. And you're right. Just to walk onto that set and bullshit his way through one movie and then essentially to get okay. fired immediately afterwards. Because he did he not get fired. He walked away. He didn't just walk into being oh, Bond. Wow. He walked away from it. That's fucking the facts right there. You they offered facts. him a million dollars in fucking 1969 that's, money that's under the table, facts. under the table as part that's of facts. a million per movie contract for six movies. And he went on interviews to promote it with a beard because he didn't want to get noticed anymore. And on the Johnny Carson show, according to that documentary, is when he was asked by Carson, like, so what was it like being James Bond? He just goes off the top of his head, just announces right there, says... You know, it was, it was pretty fun, but um, I had a good time. But I don't think I want to do it anymore. And everybody laughed, and then he goes, "No, I'm, I'm serious. I think I'm, I think I'm done." And that was it. That was the point at which he was done, he, and he would not be Bond again. Yeah, to retire for, to retire from that and not worry about a thing, you have to have a fucking huge dong. And he was the star of On Her Majesty's Secret Dong, and Secret he was the star of On Her Majesty's Secret Dong is the title I have here in the script. Oh, correct. I no, so the that was yeah, that's how we list the winner. Sure. Uh, Sean Connery was in Dongfinger and Roger Moore was in For Your Dongs Only, which is a great title. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if there was like a porn called For Your Dongs Only? There's a chick touching his dick on screen in that movie. Uh where where that one girl uh in on your on her Majesty's Secret Dong uh like writes her like room number on his inside leg when he has the kilt on. So when when she reaches in there on screen, you can see a moment of surprise, and that's her feeling his dick against her hand because he as a joke took off his underwear. Wow. I think it's confirmed George Lazenby has the biggest Real dick. Bond dong. Real Bond dong in a Bond film. Yeah, La- Lazenby. Absolutely. Through and through. Then Connery, then more, right? Well, it doesn't really matter. Honestly, we just have to find out who's the biggest. It doesn't matter who number two or three is because you know what? If you're not the biggest dick in the room, you don't fucking matter. That's not how we do dongs. We always do two and three. Well, no, I don't we really don't. care anymore. No, we don't. Forward, to be honest. Then Con- Connery and more. Done. Yeah, I think it's done too. What I, what I really want to see is Phil read this next line. Yeah, Phil, go. Just read that next line after your magical line. Go into this. I did not write this line. Bond dongs make my heart. You don't go write any of these lines. Pitter patter <laughs> and my glistening cock and gorge. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. But sadly, it's time it like to move into it. our next segment. <laughs> say it like you mean it. <laughs> Bond dogs okay, make my heart go pitter uh, patter. Yeah, it's pitter patter. Like glistening cock. No, it's pitter pat. Is this one? I'll have to Google it. I wrote, I wrote pitter pat. Bond dogs make my heart go pitter patter. I can't even say no, it. No, just say pitter pat. Pitter pat. That sounds yeah. wrong to me. And my no, glistening it's, it's cock. It's good. It's good. Trust me. Trust me. It's good. This pitter is bad pat. grammar. I, I'll, I'll correct the grammar here. Why is, bon- your, why is your cock glistening? Bond dogs make my heart go pitter patter and my glistening cock become engorged engorged no, is an adjective with, with you, the terrible gla- say it with the bad grammar it's better no it's better with the bad but, grammar i wrote it with bad grammar all this is going in on purpose but sadly no, I wrote it, it on is time to move grammar. on to our next segment uh you were a fool i think you complain just to hear yourself talk well, i'll shut you up yelling at the wall haven't you had enough <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Cool Boy Nation, tell us about any of your James Bond films, especially from the Connery, Lazenby, and Moore era. Also, if you have any beef with our top 10 so far, then please let us know by sending us an email. And obviously, Cool Boy Nation, if you have any bodies or dongs you would like to mention and throw in the mix for us uh, to review and alert Cool Boy Nation to, of course, please let us know, as we always love seeing those bodies and dongs. And Andy, we're still waiting. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, if there is a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and now for this episode's Would You Rather. Okay, guys, real quick. Oh, which one fuck. do you want to do? Now read it. Pick. Jesus Christ. I guess the first one. Nolan? <laughs> I don't want I don't want to read them. I want to hear them on the fly. So you pick whichever no, one you, you have to pick. Better. You have to pick one. I'm not going to read two. We don't do have time to read one. two. Do the first one. Do the first one. The second one makes no sense. The second, oh, the second one is the best. Yeah, I don't right. understand the second right, one. This. I'll guess. I will just, I will make, I will give you guys one. Come with a flaccid penis for one month. What does that mean? Cool Boy Nation, would you rather come with a flaccid penis nonstop for one month or get gangbanged in your perpetual dry butthole by Sean Connery, zombie Roger Moore, and George Lazenby while they're always cream pine in your anus Non-stop for one week. No, we specifically said the first one. I don't, I don't even understand. The first one. Is, oh, no. oh, my bad. All right, let's read that first one. So here we go. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, would you rather get fucked non-stop in your ass by all six James Bonds in a two-hour period with no loop, and yes, zombie Roger Moore is there too, or have 12-hour passionate docking and sweaty butt <laughs> sex with Donald Pleasant. Well, either way, you know, guys, yeah. they don't call him Pleasance for nothing. You get Both fucked up the ass either, either way. So you would just do the one that lasts two hours as opposed to 12 hours. Because honestly, <laughs> yeah. it, it, then you would have got to have sex with all six James Bonds, uh, one of whom is dead. As opposed and, to and, and Felk, Donald Felk, Pleasance. Donald Pleasance you. is also dead, by the way. Felk, Felk, yeah, he is. But um, <laughs> for Roger Moore, let me just tell everyone and let everyone know how the Roger Moore sequence goes down when he fucks you in the ass. It's like Cirque du Soleil. I mean, he comes out as a puppet. It looks really sick, like Pinocchio and shit. And then they, like, bring his dick out, and it's, like, done with incredible puppetry. And then he fucks you in the ass like a zombie. It's not a real zombie because zombies are fake. But he not is done Weekend die. at Bernie's style. And, and just for the sake of it, that's right, folks. The cast of Weekend at Bernie's comes, and they help enact Roger Moore's lifeless body into your butthole. Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman? That's correct. I don't understand what's happening here. That's because it's a Ballard, what? would you rather? Yeah. Get, <laughs> well, get why did you get guys write a would get, you rather? Get, get fucked in my butt nonstop for six hours as opposed to getting fucked in my butt for 12 hours? I mean, it's an easy no. answer. You're not just having butt sex the whole time. You're also having docking. Okay? <laughs> well, means the docking means nothing. Docking could take up to eight hours alone. So, so we're saying Donald Pleasance is not cut. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I mean... You I, can yeah, dock cut. Not. You just have to stretch it more. I just want to bring one to your first question. <laughs> you just have to stretch it more? Is that what yeah. Come, what is, what, how do you come with a flaccid penis nonstop for a month? How is that a... Wait, what, wait. Why is that wait, a... Can't be why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, we're not doing that one, so it's not really important. Coming with a flaccid penis is pretty... Uh, my, uh, my wife uh, just stopped and she's, she's questioning what we're talking about right now. 
She's shaking her head. Tell her James we're Bond. We're talking about James Bond. Yeah, make sure she knows we're talking about the James Bond part one. Yeah. I d- I d- All right, well, let's just I, answer I, it real quick. Okay, so yeah, I think it's a two-hour with all six Bonds. That's pretty incredible. That's a, that's a fucking night. Like, there's coupons for that, I'm sure, on Groupon and Yelp. So, I mean, done. For me, it's all six Bonds, fucking me in the ass, no lube. I can handle it. It's like a what? A, a hard weekend or <clears> a long week in, you know, and then I'm walking again. So I'll do it. Are you walking again, though? We're talking about George Lazenby's erect penis up your ass. I don't know if I can do 12 hours of passionate docking and sweet butt sex with Donald <laughs> I like, Pleasant. I like how it's nonstop. We got to imagine that they're just taking turns. Like there's a guy. Nonstop. Yeah, he's banging you. Then he's pulling out and another one's just coming right in. They, and they're having coffee breaks in the meantime because there's six of them. They can plan it out properly. You know, Lazenby takes a while, so they all know when they, Lazenby's around, they oh, got a it, solid hour to It's only minutes. two hours. You, it's only a two-hour period. I could, well, I could handle it. The, I, I imagine handle Connery it. comes real fucking fast. I think Connery's a businessman. Two and, hours. You know, and Roger Moore, not, he's not dead. 12. So he's, he's just naturally coming out of his penis the whole <laughs> yeah. time anyways. <laughs> the 12-hour passionate docking session completely turns me okay, off. Have I don't either want of you seen of a photo of, of Sean Connery, though? It's possible he's like a skeleton at this point. Oh, I guess Roger Moore's dead, so he's still probably in better shape than him. You know what? There you go. I mean, Walking Dead fans will be happy. There you go. All right. Well, so I'm I choosing think, come with a flaccid penis nonstop right. for one month. Well, Cool Boy Nation, why don't you tell us what your would you rather would be? But I think it's obvious for us three that it is the getting fucked in the ass for two hours, no lube by all six bonds. It's a privilege. Well, that yes. brings. All right. Well, yes. Nolan, yeah. yes. Felk, yes. Yes. I, I, I agree. I, I don't even know. I agree. I do the first <laughs> you don't even know. You have to answer, Felton. The first one. On, the two hours by all six bonds. I already answered the beginning of this. Well, that brings us to an end of tonight's episode. That was our top 10 through six James Bond movies of all time. Tune in next week for part two of our James Bond special when we'll reveal our top five to number one James Bond films, as well as the latter eras of Bodies and Dongs. New episodes of the Cool Boys podcast come out every Monday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. You can like and subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. Please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes as The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you'd like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a special Cool Boys shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Monday. You can find the Cool Boys Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until then, it's Bizees from Velk. And that's Bizees from Ballard. James Ballard. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Bizees from Nolan. That's it. James Nolan? <laughs> nah. Actually, no. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Without This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by, uh, so, so you'll get to and you'll get to hear our top five to best in part two next week. You also said episode one. I have drunk too much already. <laughs> you should start it. Over. I like episode three. 
Revenge of the Jedi. Just say it again. Just say it again. Just say it real quick. What did I say? I don't remember. I, I, just, I, I'm not, just, I say, just say, just say, um, just say, just say this. Just say, okay. And, and as a reminder of everybody, this this is part one of part two. In this episode, we're gonna go through our top ten through six bonds, and next week, part one, we'll do our top five through one bonds. Ballard, oh, what's fuck. your top ten? Can you write this down real fast? Get the cool, cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious.